Hi, my name is Tyler. I'm a heroin addict. Um, forgive me if I'm a little forgetful. I just got up here about, just got told to do this about five minutes ago, so I'm just going to come off the top with, I hope something I say you guys could resonate with. Um, yeah, so I'm a heroin addict, just like many of us in this room. Um, I started doing drugs at a young age, 12 years old, smoking weed and things like that. Um, you know, typical teenage stuff, not, not too crazy. Um, when I was about 16 years old, you know, really started drinking a lot in high school and things like that, but never really fucked with pills. I mean, like my first friend overdosed on Oxycontin when I was 15 and I hated pills. I hated, I hated dope heads, I hated thieves, I hated liars. Um, you know, it was, it was, it sucked going to a funeral for a kid when I was 15 years old. You know, a kid that I played baseball with like six for, since I was like six or seven years old. Knew the kid very well, I knew his whole entire family. Um, and uh, along with that, my older brother had a really bad pill problem. He was stealing a lot of money from my father's family business. And I just, I just hated, I hated everybody that did that shit. You know, I never thought that I'd become that. Um, fast forward to like four or five years later, I'm graduating college. The night that I graduated college, I went out partying with my friends. We're at a bar. I get into it with like three or four dudes. I'm all drunk. I get into it with like three or four dudes. I'm on the ground getting beat up, and like one of them tries to get on top of me. I hit him, spin off the ground, and hit somebody with the left hand. Totally, completely shattered this bone and pushed my my knuckle back like an inch. Uh, the next morning, I went to the doctor. They 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 wanted to do surgery on my hand. They just put it in the cast and they gave me a whole bunch of fucking Vicodin ES's. And that first pill that I swallowed, I remember thinking when I swallowed that first pill, I was like, this is why these kids are doing all this shit. Because like everybody in my town was doing pills. I was like one of the only kids left that wasn't doing them. I was like, this is why. Like this fucking shit feels great, you know? And I was completely addicted from that fucking moment. Um, you know, like I said, I had just graduated college. I was doing things in college that I probably shouldn't have been doing. I made a lot of money from it. And I blew through all that money within nine months. Literally, I had $300,000 in a shoebox that I blew in nine months on pills. I, I went from zero to 100, just like that. You know, 22 years old, broke a hand, got prescribed, loved it, and before you knew it, I'm doing 40, 50, literally 40, 50 blues a day, 30 milligram rocket sets. This is before the dope, you know what I mean? Spending 1000 $1,500 a day on pills and just not giving a fuck because to me the money was free and, you know, I'm just gonna run it, you know? When that ran out, that's when things got really bad. I mean, it was bad, it was bad, but it was, it was manageable, but that's when things got really bad. And the fucked up part about it is like that bad part lasted for seven, eight more years. You know, I'm 33 years old now, so even more than that, more like nine years. Um, just complete fucking destruction to everybody that was around me. Complete destruction to myself, complete destruction to my girlfriend, my mother, my father. I, I'd, I'd rob anybody and everything. It didn't matter. If there was a wallet sitting there that I knew was my grandmother's, I was taking the money out of it. If it was a fucking old lady who dropped $500 in front of me at the store, I was taking that and walking in the other direction. Like I had no remorse for what I was doing. I had no care what I was doing. The only thing that I cared about was where I was going to get my dope from and how I was going to get it. And if I had to do something fucked up to do it, whatever. That's, that, that was just my thinking for like a solid nine years. Um, I don't even know how I got away with all the shit that I did. You know, it kind of came crashing to an end at the beginning of this year. Got a whole bunch of larceny charges that just piled up real fast. But like, I look back sometimes and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, it could have been a whole lot worse. Like, I got caught for some petty larceny shit, but like, in reality, like, I've stolen hundreds of thousands of dollars from hundreds of different people. Like, not all that amount from each person, but like, if you add it all up, like, the fucking shit that I did is like, I'd have, if, you know what I mean? If somebody was watching me the whole entire time, I'd have a fucking rap sheet that fucking I would not be able to get out of jail for, for a long time. Um, 
besides, besides the destruction I was due to myself, I was doing a lot of destruction to my family. At the end of my usage this time around, I was working for my father's family business. I'd been working there for about two years, had a few jobs before then, and blew them all on fucking drug-related offenses and things like that, Get being high at work, people catch me in bathroom needles and shit like that, you know, good jobs that I had that I just fucking blew the opportunities at. So I was, you know, really at one point, about three or four years ago, I had no other choice but to go back to work for my father's carding company, um, be a garbage man. And, um, you know, like for like two or three years there, I was just pretty, pretty okay with the fact that I'd be, I'd be doing hard labor for the rest of my life, and as long as I could, I could maintain my habit, I was gonna roll with it. Um, my three older brothers got the opportunity to buy the business from my father about a year ago. Um, my three older brothers, they, they, have, they have the disease that we have as well. And um, it, was, it was quick before my father was like, hey, listen, what the fuck's going on here? Nobody's paying me. You know, we were supposed to be legitimately buying from, it wasn't like he was just gonna give from. We weren't making payments. And it kind of all fell on my shoulders because I was the young one, I was the one that went to college, and I was the one that was supposed to be like, you know, the fucking, the book smart one out of the four of us, you know, they were gonna be the laborers, I was gonna be the accountant and everything else, which is kind of funny, because I was stealing fucking $1,000 checks on a daily basis. I was a great accountant, apparently. Um, but, um, you know what I mean? So January 1st of this year, my father was like, listen, he came to me and he was like, listen, you, you, got, you got six months to get your fucking life together or else I'm selling the business. Like to somebody that's actually gonna pay me for it because this is my retirement and you guys are fucking it up on me. So um, I call this bluff on it, you know, I'm like, that ain't never gonna sell this business out from under us. You know, on, on June 1st of this year, he walked, into, he walked into the office with a signed contract and that was it, we were out of business. And so like my, my whole safety net right there, I was living in a house that my father owned that, that the business was paying for, that I kinda justified the fact I was living there because I worked there and I was running the business. So like I was paying for that house even though I wasn't. Um, the vehicle that I was driving was his, part of the company, um, and my job was gone, just like that. So now I'm on the verge of being homeless. I have no car, no job. I have a rap sheet now because I got arrested for 15, 16 different larceny charges. Now I'm unhirable, and I'm like, I'm fucked. And on top of that, the, my girlfriend of 10 years was like, I'm fucking leaving, dude, because like, she had already moved out of the apartment, but she's like, now you're really fucked. Now you're just a really piece of shit fucking junkie, and this is, this is what you're gonna fucking be. So I've tried to get sober many times before. Been in rehab twice before this past time, but just like trying it on my own, I've tried every which way. I've tried methadone clinics, I've tried Suboxone maintenance, I've tried just smoking weed. You know, it, nothing lasted more than 90 days. None of that lasted more than 90 days. Even at the methadone clinic, within a month, I was getting thrown out of the clinic because I was fucking using dope on top of the methadone. I just had no way to stop for myself. So, um, like I said, June 1st of this year, my father sold the business, my girlfriend left. I'm looking at homelessness, I'm looking at, you know, job, no job, no income. I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm really fucked. And I got a, uh, I got a $5,000 check from the company that bought the, our company for a non-compete clause, so I wouldn't go after the customers that, that they bought from us. I took that check, I went down to New York City, I bought two ounces of fentanyl and an ounce of crack, and I sat in my room for three days, just fucking shot after shot after shot, just hoping I was gonna die. That was like June 12th of this year. Just sitting there loading up gram shots and just banging them and just being like, you know, I hope one of these just fucking closes my eyes for good because I can't face reality right now. And I know what it takes to get sober and I'm not ready for that shit. Like I'm not, I'm not doing fucking 12 steps. I'm not fucking doing all that bullshit. I'd just rather fucking die. Um, like three days into that, when I had maybe about two grams of fentanyl out of those two ounces left, a friend of mine called me who's out here in California. I'm from the East Coast, I'm from Southern Connecticut. And um, he called me, he's like, hey, listen, I'm a clinical director at a program out here. He's like, we have a way out for you. He's like, if you can get on a plane in the next six hours, 
I don't even know if your insurance is going to be accepted here or not. I'll get you scholarships. It's like, but I'm not going to fucking call you tomorrow. It's either you pack your bags right now and go to the airport and wait for this plane to leave, or you're probably going to fucking die. And even then, I still thought about it. I was like, am I really, really going to try to fucking turn my life around? Or should I just fucking die? Because I had nothing going for me. Everything that I had was gone. And um, I decided to get on that plane for whatever reason. I flew out here, got here on June 15th. That's my sobriety date, June 15th of 2020. And um, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's been a fucking, it's been a complete turnaround for me. And I, I owe it all the heroin anonymous, alcoholics anonymous, and the other fellowships that go on out here. I was taught to be honest, open-minded, and willing to the process. And just, just really, for the first time in my life, I, I was open to the, I was open to the fact that. A spiritual, a spiritual existence is the only thing that's going to save me. Like that's, that was one of the things that the text at the program I was at taught me. And he's like, hey, listen, you know, he's like, you, you tried this thing every other way. He's like, have you, tried the, have you tried God yet? Have you tried finding a higher power? And I was like, no. And he's like, are you willing to try it? And I was like, I guess so, dude, because I'm fucking all the way across the country and I really have no other choice at this point. So I started praying that night. I didn't even know what the fuck I was praying to. You know, it was just saying prayers, foxhole prayers, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I was just running it. And like over time, with the help of my sponsor, I got better at it. Um, you know, and I started seeing some things in my life that I didn't see beforehand. And what that tells me right there is that there's, there's a higher power in this universe that can do something that I can't do for myself. You know what I mean? And um, if you're new here, I suggest you try it. Like if you haven't tried that yet, I suggest you try it. Because at the end of the day, it's working for me, it's working for other people in this room. And it seems to be, you know, a general consensus for people that have any type of amount of time that they have some sort of spirituality in their life today that they didn't have before in their addiction. Um, I mean, my, my time's up, right? That's really all I got on that. Thanks for letting me share.